Welcome, friend. Today, we're going to take it in with Hebrews 12 to using my step-by-step Bible study method, and you will find links to a study sheet as well as videos for the step-by-step masterclass in today's show notes if you'd like to learn more. And I want to welcome back my dear friend, Susie Crosby. Susie is the author of Just One Word, 90 Devotions to Invite Jesus In. Welcome, Susie. Thank you so much, Angie. This is my favorite podcast. Oh, thank you, my friend. It's my favorite podcast, too. (laughs) We are, as I just said, going to be in Hebrews 12, 2. We're going to be focused on the second part of that verse. I'm actually, though, going to read Hebrews 12, 1 to 3, just to kind of set it up, and then I'll kind of reread the part we're going to focus in on. So Hebrews 12, 1 to 3 in the NIV says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. I just kind of, I think some of those words, Susie, are pretty familiar to us if we are Bible students. If they are not, you are still welcome here and we are so glad that you are here. But I wanted to read kind of that because we're going to pull out this little part and I wanted to read how much we're going to be talking about like overcoming and persevering and kind of what we're doing and throwing off things that hinders us and all this. And one of the things for me anyway, that I have to continually throw off and I'm learning more and more about it all the time is this shame is shame that uh, is uh, so easy for me to pick up and so much an obstacle to living the life in service and submission to Jesus that I really want to. So So here's the part we're going to focus in on again. Um, The second part of 12, for the joy set before him, Jesus, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So a little bit of a book overview of the book of Hebrews. This is from the Passion Translation, and you can find everything that I use to put an episode together in the show notes. The author is unknown. It's possibly Paul or Barnabas or um, Apollos or Priscilla. The audience is Christians converted from Judaism. The date is around 80, 50 to 64. The type of literature is a sermon in the form of a letter. And the major themes are Jesus, the Old Testament, faith, perseverance, and heaven. Chapter 12 talks about reasons to endure discouraging times. And we are looking unto Jesus in order to endure discouraging times. That's the part we're hanging out in. And we're talking about the ultimate example is Jesus Christ. So that's just a little bit of setup. And we are going to start in the method with step one, of course, which is choose our word. And Susie will start us off with that. All right. Our word is scorning. And that when I saw that that was the word, and you have to admit, I was like, I've never even really noticed that word in that verse. There's so many other parts to that, like you said, but To focus on scorning, I looked it up. The English definition is to reject or dismiss as contemptible or unworthy, Mm. to show disdain or derision, um, to scoff, look down on or upon. The opposite, uh, which I also like to, to learn about, of scorning is to honor or respect, cherish, prize, treasure, value, accept, and approve. Mm. 
I like to plug in some of those opposites. <clears throat> I really like what you said about the rejecting this in terms of the mm-hmm. definition. One of the definitions I saw was uh, refusing to do something as if it's beneath you, like uh-huh. as beneath oneself. Uh, like yes. I don't even, like, I don't even share space with this, right? Yeah. Like that's what I like, no way yeah. I'm not doing it. But the opposite of scorning is what I, and I think many of us tend to do sometimes when it comes to shame, we kind of invite it in and cuddle with it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, seriously, right? Like, yeah. we're just like, oh yeah, this is comfortable. I'll wear you. Mm-hmm. And I want to, I want to look at that as if it's beneath me because not because of me, but because I am a child of God. And he says, no, this is not of me. But um, some of the things we do, some of the opposites, we, we respect the shame, right? We honor the shame, yeah. don't we? We like put it up on a pedestal. We esteem the shame. We tolerate it. We worship it. That was one of the opposites that mm-hmm. I saw too. Um, we cherish it. And um, yeah. And I think that's just, it's just a call to us to say, how are you handling this? And are you handling it the way that Jesus is modeling for us? Yeah. The two that I was really um, kind of stuck on that I feel like I need to work on myself is accepting mm-hmm. and approving the shame. Yeah. Except, yeah. oh yeah, I accept mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I'll approve that. Yep. That's, that's yeah. me. That's, you yeah. know, and just that mentally or emotionally going, just agreeing. Agreeing. That's the, the word shame. that came to my mind too. Yeah. yeah. As you were talking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and like, I deserve this. There's a song out right now. I don't know if you know it, that I listen to the line every time it says the world says, I'm not quoting it correctly, but the world says you should be ashamed. And so I was ashamed. Mm-hmm. Like it's just yes. agreeing with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Believing that we deserve it yes. or that we can align with it, yeah. accept it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. This one, this one's hard for me today because I, it's good because the Lord is really teaching me so much right now about this, but it's hard because I do have to look at how much I've allowed it to be friends with me as if, as if it can serve me well. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. It's the same for me, Ange. This is going to be good. Yeah. So step two is called investigate. We divide that up in four parts. And part one is to compare the word and other translations. I found a ton of stuff here. Mm -hmm. Um, The King James 21 says despising the shame, Mm -hmm. amplified disregarding, the amplified classic, um, despising and ignoring. The CEV says he endured the shame of being nailed to the cross. He kind of like, they kind of like combined the two things. Mm -hmm. Um, ERV accepted. TLB, he was willing to die a shameful death on the cross. Um, the message said he could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. The NIRV, he paid no attention to the shame. The NLV, mm-hmm. he did not give up when he had to suffer shame. He didn't give up when he had to suffer shame. The NTE says making light of shame. And the WE, he did not care about the shame. Over and over again, there's just this like complete disregard. Like, I do not accept you. Mm-hmm. I do not share space with you. Uh, you are not welcome here. You have no place here. And I, this is, that's strong. It's strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part two of the um, investigate step is to look at the original word. And what did you find when you were doing that study? Well, the Greek um, in Strong's um, dictionary, the Greek 2706 um, is kataphraneo. I think so. Yes. Ooh, I'm yeah. getting better. Um, <laughs> I have to listen to someone else do it a couple of times. And then, Same. Um, and that means to think against, to mm. disesteem or despise. But I looked back at what the what two words um, kataphraneo comes from. 
and it, it comes from G2596 and G5426, which means those two together mean to exercise the mind down. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's so interesting to, it's again, what working on that negative thinking or that like against something we're exercise, we're told to exercise the mind down about shame. Yeah. Born it. And so, um, I just, I love putting these, these Greek words and Hebrew words too, together to try to, and, and the, where they come from is so important too, just to, to be able to go, wow, to think against or disesteem is to exercise our mind, to work it down, to work look it down. down. I thing. love that. Yes. yes. To work it down. That mm-hmm. is a beautiful image because we think about exercising a lot as building up. I do anyway, right? right? Strengthen right. that muscle. We talk about that yeah. here. We're going to strengthen that trust muscle. We're going <laughs> to take it, but this way we're going to like, we're going to exercise yeah. that down. I heard Beth Moore talk about like the enemy one time talking it, she compared it to a green monster that we just have to like keep pushing down, pushing down, pushing mm-hmm. down. But the more we exercise the ability, strengthen the ability to push it down, the, the more it becomes an inconvenience and not a crisis, right? Because for me, a lot of times yeah. when shame raises its ugly head and I need to push it down, like I'm in crisis emotionally, you know, <laughs> and I would love, and I am getting there. I know I am because the Lord is teaching me so much where I'm like, oh yeah, that happens sometimes, but I'm strong enough, learned enough, skilled enough in what that is and what my response can be that I can bat it away without it becoming like the central thing that I'm trying to fight, you know, you're developing the muscle memory to just, yes, bad at it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You are a fly. (laughs) (laughs) You do not have the power you are trying to tell me that you have here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just a lack of respect for it. Like I don't respect the shame, you know, I, I respect the, 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 what I need to put into fighting the shame like that, because I respect mm-hmm. the authority that, that God has given me in order to battle right. the shame. Um, but I do not, I do not allow you to have a seat at this table. Mm-hmm. I say that like very strongly and I mean it and I want mm-hmm. to do it and I'm learning how, but I'm not there. I will not, I don't pretend to be something I'm not. Mm-hmm. So um, part three of the investigate step is to read a little bit of commentary. Here is something from the enduring word. It says shame is a significant trial. Um, Jesus bore this hellish shame to accomplish our redemption. And then it has this little list of things that Jesus bore um, that were shameful. Jesus bore a shameful accusation, blasphemy. Jesus bore shameful mocking. Jesus bore a shameful beating. Jesus wore a shameful crown. Jesus wore a shameful robe. Jesus bore a shameful mocking, even as he prayed on the cross. <laughs> as I'm thinking about those things, so often we talk about how Jesus's blood is what covers our sin, right? Like um, that we talk about the price he paid so that we don't have to pay it. And as I'm reading through this list, even again right now, I'm like in the same way, Jesus took on the shame so that we don't have to take it on. Like he did it for us. And I, I'm learning right now that one of the ways that I honor him is respecting his gift and receiving his gift where he's like, I don't want you to carry this baby. This isn't yours to carry. I did it already. And you're wearing this crown and you're taking this mocking and you're receiving this beating in a way that I never intended. I stand in the gap between that shame and you. And I don't want you walking around that way. Um, 
That's why I did it. So you didn't need to. And it's like almost an act of submission and obedience to believe him. Mm -hmm. Like you did it for me, so I don't have to do it. Wow. Yeah. An act of trust. Yes, exactly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, step four is to, or part four of the investigate step is to rewrite the verse in our own words. So I'm just going to, um, read this part again. It says for the joy set before him, he endured the cross scorning its shame and set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And I know, I think you have a rewrite for us, but also I think you had something really that was focused on the joy too. So, uh, well, yes, that there's part the part of that verse for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame. Um, I wanted to focus on that joy just a little bit in the commentary that I read um, as I was creating my rewrite. I kind of looked back at what I noted during my study, and in Matthew Henry's commentary, uh, he says all the reproaches that were cast upon him, he despised. So all those things you listed, yeah. Jesus despised them. He was infinitely above them. He knew his own excellency and innocence. So yes, all this um, that he did for us out of love and sacrifice, um, what supported him and his soul through that, Matthew Henry says, was the joy set before him. And I think that is an important piece too, that when we are in the struggle of shame or when we are suffering, when it is attacking us, we are trying to bat it away that we can look at his example and, and we know there is joy. We know that it's going to end well because he did that because of his love. He was, he had to think about it too. He had to think about this is going to end and it's going to, I'm going to have this incredible joy when I'm with, with my father at his throne. And so are we. Yes. So are we. So I wrote in my rewrite, um, Jesus suffered through the worst pain because he was counting on joy. He disregarded, even despised the humiliation and lies because he knew the truth about who he was and in whom he trusted. Mm-hmm. His is the ultimate faith. He knew the truth about who he was and, and who in he trusted. Whom he trusted. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Right. I, there, there is a piece of, and this is really hard for me to say right now, but there is a piece of my carrying the shame that knocks me out of agreement with God mm-hmm. about who he says he is and who he says I am in him. Right. Like when I choose to carry this, then I am not fully aligning my thinking mm-hmm. with your declarations. And it's somehow saying, I don't actually believe you. And I don't want to do that. Mm-mm. I don't want to do that. And so, yeah, yeah, good. That's good. Step three in the method is to find the characteristics of God. I found a couple of things. There's so many things here for me, but mm-hmm. a couple of the ones I wrote down, I put that he is praiseworthy, that the defeat that seems so powerful and so much stronger than me bows to the true power of God. If shame recognizes his authority, so will I. And I think that the shame feels stronger right? It feels stronger than me. And in a lot of ways it is stronger than me, but it's not stronger than him. And it's not stronger than the authority that is in me because he's put it there. So, and then I also put that he is a shield that he stands between me and the shame. And um, so those were a couple of characteristics Mm -hmm. that stood out to me. 
Um, step four is to identify the lie of the enemy. What uh, what does this bring up for you as something to just kind of watch out for as we're learning more about this? So um, a couple of things. You have gone too far. God despises and rejects you. So I put that that kind of anger, despising, rejecting onto me instead of instead of the shame. shame. Mm-hmm. And then um, this one is something I really struggle with a lot. You don't deserve to feel the joy of being with him. Mm. You don't deserve it. Why do we do that? Mm. Why do we do that? I think Brene Brown calls that like foreboding joy where we not so much that we don't deserve it, but like we push it where we're like, Brene Brown says that joy is the most vulnerable emotion, which I think that's really interesting because Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of um, other emotions that we would say are more vulnerable, but I agree with her. I would think because joy gives, at least for me, it gives me this opportunity to look really foolish. If I really, (laughs) right. You know, if I really believe in something, if I really am excited about something, Uh if I'm really joyful about something. And then when it, the rug comes out from under me and I fall flat on my behind and, you know, everybody's laughing. I mean, I'm just making this up, but don't we oh, think yeah. that sometimes like I I, totally, it's, not, it's too risky to be joyful. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is vulnerable. That's mm-hmm. right. I hadn't really thought about that. I hadn't either until, I mean, I have for a while because I've been I, yeah. you know, following her stuff, but, uh, but I think about that now and I'm like, oh, the reason I resist this, it is because I think we don't, we think we don't deserve it. I don't disagree with you on that at all, but I also think it's because it just feels risky. What if I believe I do deserve it? And then I learn the hard way I didn't actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easier just to protect myself and not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, that's a lie, mm. but it's a good one to call out. It's a good one to call out. So step five is called. So what, where we just talk about a takeaway. This is what I wrote down. I put, when I'm feeling shame, I can ask myself what God is teaching me through that feeling. And remember that the shame may be a way to greater holiness but shame is not of God and has been defeated by the power of God and the blood of Jesus Christ. So I, I want to treat shame that I want to be able to bat that away and kind of treat it the way I treat anxiety. You know, when I, when I feel anxious and I think I can do this when I have feelings of shame too, instead of like wallowing in it, wearing it, being like, Oh, you're a comfortable friend. Uh, I can run to the father and say, my, my thinking is like kind of derailing a little bit here. And I need to remember how your promises and who you say you are. And in that, if it, if it can drive us to him, then it can actually make us stronger in him and more connected to him. Yeah. How about you? A takeaway? I love that. I think the um, image of running to, uh, running to the father, that childlike heart mm. uh, um, of not letting shame steal our joy just like running to Jesus instead and just um, just expecting the joy like yeah. he did. And then there's this verse in Psalm. I just, it talks about um, shaking their heads in scorn uh, about some king that was doing something and there's going to, there's going to be bring, brought to ruin. And so and all who see them will shake their heads in scorn. And um, I just want to like, be like a kid and like Mm-mm, no Mm-mm. shake my head in scorn when Ain't i doing it. <laughs> yeah yeah so childlike um running to jesus for the joy but also just like Mm-mm, shaking my head not doing it yeah <laughs> yeah no i love that i think that's so good um i think there's so much about this that is um that can be childlike 
And, um, you know, and when we, when we think about these verses, like in a little bit of context, it's saying, throw off the things that hinder us, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we can run the race. And this is one of the things that hinders us. And if we can shake our head at it and say, uh, uh-uh, uh, not today, um, then we can run to the father faster mm-hmm. and we can run uh, towards whatever he's calling us to do for him, you know, faster. And yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm going to be that little kid, just like you shaking my head. Uh, uh-uh, not today. <laughs> We would love to hear your takeaway. Also, you can email me anytime at steadyonpodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't yet, I would be so grateful if you would subscribe to the podcast on whatever directory you're using to listen. It only takes a second and it guarantees you will receive every episode. And I encourage you to tune in on Wednesday for our Live It Out episode with Jasmine L. Holmes. Jasmine was a dynamic guest with a message of hope as we learn how to battle and overcome feelings of shame. And the lessons God is teaching her are a live it out of today's verse, Hebrews 12 to Susie. Thanks for joining me again today. It's always so great to do these with you. Thanks for having me, Angie. And thank you, friend, for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you're walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace. Peace.